Fantasy Fam back at you. It is, what, April 10th now? We've uh, taken the last two months off or so, but we are back and better than ever. Probably longer than two months, but... I, I mean, I'm trying to downplay it. I mean, I feel I feel disgusted in ourselves that we took this long, but been, at the same time... It's been a while. It's, been it's a also while. been a very interesting um, hmm. world we're living in. I really don't want to talk about it much because it brings me to... Uh, Everybody's the, talking the about it. depression. Everybody's yeah, talking about it. I wanted to go back to you know recording and pushing episodes because it's it alleviates the the thoughts in my mind about what's going on in the world, and it gives us kind of an outlet to to you know talk about fantasy football. Focuses on something else, you know. That something isn't. Different. We have something to look forward to. Whereas exactly, kind of don't have anything to look forward to right now except for the NFL draft and right the NFL the virtual NFL draft and re rewatching the Masters from two thousand five <laughs> or rewatching the Super Bowl. There's literally nothing else sports related on. So between the news of what's going on in the world and how devastating this coronavirus has been, um, it's nice to be able to start recording, start doing some dynasty drafts, start doing some, you know, things like that. It kind Get of, more guests on the podcast as yeah, well, exactly. too, you know, go on others. So takes our mind off of exactly. what's going on. Exactly. So we're going to be pushing out. We're going to be putting out a lot of great episodes in the coming weeks and months uh, leading up to the draft, which is less than two weeks from today. So I am very excited. Speaking of pushing out, I mean – my brother just had a baby. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Oh, right. Congrats, we're one, brother. We're one host short. Yeah, we're one uh, host short. My brother just had a baby boy named Everett. So welcome, Everett, to amazing. the world. Yeah. I cannot The wait newest member of the Fantasy Fam. We can't wait to see him. Yeah, right? I'm going to send them. Oh, I sent them some shirts. So he has. Wow. <laughs> I think he, I gave him a small, but it is. Okay, small. I mean, he'll grow into it in the next, you know. Let's just say if he was a 30-pound baby, then he would... Ten, I was almost 30 pounds. <laughs> our friend, I was our one friend also had a, had a baby today, too. Awesome. He, he was born this morning, 10 pounds. Hey, 11, 11 oh. pounds, 3 ounces right here. Oh, buddy. my Lord. I was one large baby. I so I feel the largest baby for my aunt. Yes, AKA the largest there. baby that they the, the doctor ever delivered. So Wow. I haven't grown much since. I've so. really gained... God Not bless, like, brother, and and Morgan. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be missing. Well, he'll be here from time to time. Uh, you know, when you welcome a new baby into the world, it does make it more difficult to, you know, record and to be Initially. active and to do your research. But you know, over time, when you get it down pat, you know, exactly. it's a lot easier. Not that I'm speaking as a father here; it's more of just a an observer, an onlooker. But for now, it'll just be the two of us. We'll have some guests from time to time to you know help us fill that void left behind. And uh, we're excited. We're excited to push out a lot of good content, a lot of good stats, a lot of good projections. We'll talk about the draft in the coming uh, the week or so because it's you know, less than two weeks away. Um, but my favorite thing right now is the fact that we're doing some dynasty drafts. Because oh, yeah. this is the time of year. This is the time of year that I love to do dynasty drafts because right around the draft, whether it's before or after, you can you know it's harder before because the rookies you don't know where they're going to end up. I like doing it. I'm a big fan of doing the dynasties but, right after the draft. Yeah, like like May or June is the best time to do dynasty. But I think it's also the Still fact that everyone is insanely bored and losing nothing else lives. to do. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm getting so many invites on Twitter. Oh, yo, I just started. Who wants to start a dynasty? Let's start a dynasty. And you're going to start a dynasty because that's the only one you're going to do right now. Like, in that, and it, and it still like makes you want to pick DeAndre Swift in the third round, not even knowing where the hell he's going to yeah, go. Jo and Jonathan Taylor's ADP right now. Oh, my God. It's, this, not it's dynasty. disgusting. Not dynasty. In redraft, Jonathan Taylor's being drafted in like the late second or early third. What happens if he ends up on a team where he's not the bell cow? 
of like one can only hope that he does. I know. Go but there, what happens? But if, like, what happens if he? What happens if he goes to Pittsburgh? Like I he's still, got a good chance of taking I still over, but they're still yeah. James Conner personally. So Same. what happens in those situations? Like if you're overdrafting him in dynasty, you know, he's still going to be a great running back, but he does have a lot of tread on his tires, you know? So there's, there's always some thought, but I love dynasty at this time. Oh my God. It's amazing. And we're in a league. We joined yeah. with some buddies, you know, in a group that we're in. Got a great and team so far. We had, we had the choice of the first pick. He yeah. did it a little different. He picked, he picked the names to choose your draft order. So the guy in front of us took third, and then we took the first pick. Clearly, we're going to still take CMC, even though he has Teddy Bridgewater behind the helm. Does not matter because, because he dynasty. Had, he's he had Kyle. He had Kyle Allen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, playing quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit better than Kyle Allen. Well, he also had Cam Newton. Remember, and Cam Newton was never known for throwing to the to the running back position. Exactly. So exactly. So. He, I mean, he's an obvious number it's, one choice. It's a no-brainer, exactly. Yeah. I think he crushed everyone by like 100 points last year in fantasy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so it was pretty intense. So we'll just give you a little preview of our team as of right now with the first pick. No trades or anything like that. Um, we got Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Chris Carson, McCaffrey, Zach Moss. This is the one that's, that's, that's your pick right there. Uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary, like it. We got him, what, in the third round. Uh, yeah, as a potential, I, I hope bell cow back in. There's no one else. Offense. There's no one else really. There. I know, but in a, you never know what they could do in the draft, but I think Devin Singletary could be a bell cow back. He's a guy who averages like five yards per carry per touch. I mean, I mean they, they were unreal. using him in the passing game too I know. a lot. So I, I think if they fully believe in Singletary and do not draft a, you know, a second round, a third round running back behind him, I think he's the bell cow and I think he is explosive. I can't wait to talk about the Bills later, by the way. Yeah. We're going to bring that yeah. up again. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm becoming a Bills fan. I'm from New York. Me too. I'm a Jets I'm, fan. I'm from, I... I'm from New York. Why not? Uh, you know, they're, like, they're, the rival, only, but... they're the only true New York team. They're, uh, I mean, I, what? DJ Shark at wide receiver, Julio Jones, Christian Kirk, and Mike Williams. So we still have some very young wide receivers. Julio, yes, he is on the other side of 30, but it's Julio. Guy's going to get you around 1,600 yards. Close to 100 catches. I mean, it's just that's, that's just what he is. Yeah, Evan and Ingram, Dynasty, yeah, Dynasty, Godert, and oh, uh, yeah. Tremaine Edmonds because we got to do defense. Defensive so. one. The big thing that I like, and I'll just my my parting parting talk about before we get into our real topic is when it comes to Dynasty, it's great to think of the future. But the way I look at it is, if you, I can win now with great players now, I'd rather do that. Like some people are drafting these rookie players they have no idea about in the sixth round and they're drafting these young wide receivers that are unproven in their first or second year and you just don't know so you might be investing in something that's really not going to offer great rate of return um so i think if you can win now you win now and you plan later you trade for assets you trade for exactly trades are trades are too easy i feel like in some dynasties dynasty is dynasty is always a is always very cyclical you're always going to be trading picks and you're always going to be looking at it all year round don't start overdrafting these rookies and these first-year guys that are unproven in early rounds. Take the proven guys and figure it out later. Like we got Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. How many more years does Rodgers have? We don't know. He could have three years maybe. But we paired him with Burrow, who's, you know, going to be the number one pick. A potential – I mean, I think the guy's going to come out. He's going to come out slinging. Oh, yeah. I I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I hope he's not another Jason White. I think he's going to be – Jason White. Yeah, Jason White. Um, I think I think Joe Burrow is going to be a gunslinging, but he's going to do it in a way that's effective. Let's put it that way. And he's home too. 
Yeah. He's in Ohio, which is crazy. I mean, it's uh, so good for him. Yeah, we'll be talking. We'll be talking draft probably next week. Uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite guys, some of our favorite landing spots. Maybe you know, talk about where we think people will go. Uh, but for tonight, tonight's episode, we are just going to recap the 2019 season, kind of the awards, the you know, the top finishers, where the, you know where everybody ended up, and then we're going to get into free agency frenzy, some trades that took place, and how they impact the fantasy community, these NFL teams, every situation. Um, it's good to recap the year, you know, but. And sometimes we get phone calls. Yeah, sometimes we get phone calls. want to talk to us. Like, There's nothing else going on. Right so as we're recording, you know what I mean? A home phone. I'm thinking about um, getting a home phone. Are you serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else out. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, the only people who get home phones is because they only get it because it's usually cheaper in the package when you get it all together. So still, I'd honestly just, I'd rather pay the extra like 10 bucks. Call me a sum. I don't care. So let's talk positions. 2019. Let's let's recap the 2019 season. I'm actually watching it as we speak. I am watching the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. It was a good Super Bowl. It was a little boring at times. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a, I thought it was a very good Super Bowl. Um, great game. I mean, I think we talked about this maybe like three months ago, you know, two months ago, whatever. Um, but good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. Happy the Kansas City Chiefs won. Um, so what we saw was MVP was Lamar Jackson. What an unbelievable season he had, um, which is one for the record books. Um, going on top of that, Offensive Player of the Year, which I still don't understand why they don't win both. I don't, I, don't, I just don't even understand why they have it. Like, I don't get it. It should, it should but, honestly, it should be like, it, they should literally just do best offensive lineman award or something like that. Yeah, like I don't understand the point of doing MVP and offensive player of the year because usually it's the same person and for some reason they give it to different people. But then it's like, yeah. okay, so like the year that, um, what's, his, what's his name from the Giants? Uh, Lawrence Taylor. When he won MVP, like, Okay, he's obviously not going to play the year two, right? Did, or did he? He's not going to win. Yeah. Off. I don't know. It's just, it's just. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so that went to Michael Thomas for his unbelievable season. Who also could have won MVP? Unbelievably uh, record-breaking season. Uh, Coach of the year, John Harbaugh, with that amazing Baltimore team that fell short in the playoffs. However, with they will be a formidable force. In no wide receivers. Years. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Coach of the year, John Harbaugh, well deserves. And then the two most important facts, in my opinion, uh, the most team rush yards and the most team pass yards uh team rush yards went to the baltimore ravens at 185 yards per game on the ground that's insane uh it also helps when your quarterback runs for like 100 of those per game and then most team pass yards was the bucks at 303 yards per game so important to look at the teams and how they you know well look at i mean bucks bucks were not a they could (laughs) have made the playoffs they came close at the end yeah (laughs) if they actually you know, played maybe a little, a slight bit of pass defense. Well, defense got better. Uh, run defense, run was, defense was, I mean, yeah, pass Jack defense Barrett was bad. A freaking animal. But it also doesn't help that Jameis Winston, which we'll get to in a few, you know, a few minutes. Jameis Winston, oh, um, oh, the, Jameis. the gunslinger he was for a nice 30 30. He had a 30 30 season. How awesome is that? Well, this isn't baseball. Nobody. Uh, it wasn't 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. It was 30 like a mini Testaverde season almost. Yeah. 30 touchdowns <laughs> and 30 interceptions. But not uh, 5,000 yards. One for the record books and 5,000 yards. Which so, I. We'll never see a season was, like that. Again. I was so happy about my prediction about him, though, and then he burned me. Well, I burned myself because I looked at the matchup and didn't go with. I, I mean, he finished. It was, it was, who was it? It was Fitzpatrick against the Jets. Or no, against oh, yeah. an atrocious defense. Yeah. I know. Whatever. So, 
Those I'm not are our, over it. Those, those are our, uh, you know, NFL awards for the season. Um, so another thing to break down is our fantasy, uh, the fantasy finishes for the season by position. Uh, quarterback, we saw Lamar Jackson, obvious, number Some one. Some surprises, yeah, like with there, certain positions, I, but honestly. For the most part, quarterback was besides Dak, which I thought he was going to have a top 12 year. I didn't think he would be the number two quarterback. I had him um, going 4,500 yards in my position. Yeah, I, I mean, I had him I had him as a like a top, you know, 10, maybe, you know, eight quarterback. I have to go back to my rankings, but I had him as a, you know, I think a great season. But to be finished number two and still not get paid is unfathomable to me i'm i'm a cowboys fan and i just i'm it's a the way i want to see it is uh okay so it is the cowboys right obviously they they just paid zeke i mean zeke is you could even say argument for one of like the best running back in the league right now young offensive line fantastic like you have all the weapons right now you're not going to find another quarterback in the draft carson wentz got paid and he really hasn't done much you know, I know that a lot of people, but Carson Wentz, the guy, he didn't win the Super Bowl. That was Nick Foles. He <laughs> got them sure. on the right path. Yeah, I mean, MVP the guy was, he, he was having yeah. a ridiculous, he was going to win the MVP. <laughs> yeah. But who knows, who knows what would have happened. We didn't see right. it. Then again, he made the playoffs again, but then they, he lost it. He's had some pretty good seasons. Dak has had some very good seasons for the Cowboys. I mean, except for this year, made the playoffs every year, right? Three out of four years. Mm-hmm pay the guy I mean, yeah the, the time I is now it, i find it now. fascinating that you signed alden smith it's a lose it's actually oh, a, it a, it's actually a win-win because even if, if something happens it's not guaranteed money so i understand <laughs> but this is this is the same theory i have about jerry jones when they signed greg hardy years ago he was a basic felon a thug and all the terrible things he did and jerry jones chose to badmouth someone like Colin Kaepernick, but then signs Greg Hardy. And this way, this time around, he has the opportunity to, to lock up a franchise quarterback, which are impossible to find these days. And he instead pays Alden Smith, who is a notorious train wreck, wherever he hell goes. Of a, hell of a football player. Well, he was. He's also on the wrong oh side of 30 now. But it's just, it's, that, that is unfathomable to me because, it, well, not so much because it's Jerry Jones, but... Um, for any other owner, this would be confusing. So, oh, little ooh, what are you rock. drinking? Yeah. Rolling Rock. God. I'm classy. Yeah, classy. Yeah, but that's – okay, so Dak, number two. <laughs> number three, James, James I is. James I is, yeah. Which I said he was going to finish four or five. I'm not, yeah. I'm not too surprised good about season. that one. He had a good season. And then, and then you got your, your guys that – well, Russell, Russell was he's – he's been ranked higher in Russell and Deshaun – yeah, Russell and Deshaun are completely – relevant and completely you know uh that was possible going into the seat you know start of the season that they would be top five quarterbacks i, I had it as a foregone conclusion ex- ex- exactly and, it, and honestly if mahomes didn't get hurt well, yeah exactly he would have he would have finished in the top five as well um who knows who would have been out you never you know what i mean like right. you, you really never know um but like i so i'm looking at like in and here's the thing we're going to talk about this but this is Look at where these guys were drafted. And we're going to bring it up with each other position, running back, mm-hmm. wide receiver, tight end. None of these guys, except for Russell and Deshaun, actually Deshaun, that was pretty much a top <laughs> five round. I mean, all these other quarterbacks were drafted right. late. and then Right, exactly. That's usually what we've, what we've shown in the past is we've done the case study, and the case study usually says that if you most top 12 quarterbacks at the end of the year, 
just about half of them are usually drafted well outside the top 12. And it's and you, every you see, year. Right. You see 35 plus quarterbacks during the year who have a, you know, a top 12 week. So the quarterback position is extremely consistent in that regard, at least. It's amazing. It's actually fascinating yeah. to see that it, like it happens literally every single year. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the running back position, this one was a little bit of a surprise in some ways. I mean, besides Christian McCaffrey's one surprise to dynamic me. here. Um, one is the, the only of the surprises to me is probably different than yours. Yours is maybe Derek Henry. No, mine is Aaron Jones. Yes. No, mine's Aaron Jones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Mine was Aaron Jones because and it's not so much that I don't believe in Aaron Jones. It's the fact that I don't believe in Green Bay. I think Green Bay is a running back by committee team where they don't make the, the choices based on their top running back. Like Jamal Williams was involved in the running game sometimes. And he's not terrible. He's not a bad not running back. It's like, and that's the thing though, that it's like, but you have Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones. I mean, oh, so but is he good or was it the opportunities? <laughs> we could have a whole episode dedicated just to Aaron Jones. I'm not drafting him in the second round. He's Aaron no Jones. It, Aaron Jones is going to have some regression this year because there's no way he's going to put up the amount of touchdowns he put up in 2019 and 2020. 16. He was so touchdown dependent for the most part in, in that terms of scoring. Like granted, he had a very good season. His yards per carry were still very good. However, he was very touchdown dependent as well. So Aaron Jones, I like, but at the same time, I, going into the year, I didn't have that same thought about him because Green Bay, I thought, was going to be a running back by committee for the most part. That's why I didn't draft him. Um, to, so to, to say he's yeah. going to finish second, are you kidding me? Right, exactly. Come on. DMC one, Aaron Jones two, Zeke three, no surprises. Um, and then five was Derrick Henry, which I'm not surprised that given his, given his last five games last season. Yes, yes. So if you drafted him, you got a steal. And then number four. Right. Number four is my favorite one of the bunch because number four to me is one of the most dynamic players in the NFL, in my opinion. Oh, I can't um, wait to, I can't wait to he draft does him this year. everything and everything well. Um, forget the fact that now Philip Rivers is gone because I think that is kind of relevant. Eh. Austin Eckler is on his way to being drafted by August. He, I believe he first will round. be. In the first round. Yes. Um, I do think it matters because I think that the Chargers are going to draft a running back in the first three rounds. You think so? I do. Because Austin Eckler, to me, doesn't – I don't think he's a bell cow, and I don't think he should be used as a bell cow. You know, if you look back at Atlanta Falcons when – You saw Coleman, his first, like, seven games right. when Melvin Gordon wasn't there, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. Which, is, which is why he finished fourth – this season if you go back if you go back to like i think it was 2016 maybe when tevin coleman and devonta Freeman were both healthy the entire season for the most part was that devonta's like mvp year where he had like yeah he had a million he had like 100 and like 20 touchdowns or something yeah exactly they were better when both of them were active and playing they both literally got better when both of them were on the field they made each other better because they were basically like smash and dash like I Chris Johnson and Lendale White kind of concept where it's it's completely possible to have two running backs on the team that do different things but also are good at the same are also good at the same things too. Lendale White, wow. Yeah. Nice. So I think it's completely possible that if they draft, say, Zach Moss, who is one of my favorites coming out this year, I think him and Zach Moss together could still both be top five round picks. Both of them. 
So he, he really, so Austin Eckler, he really didn't even get the ball. His most carries he got were 18. Which that is was against way the, too many for him. That was against the Dolphins. Right. That's a lot for someone like him too. He only got 60 yards. Naturally, they, they probably didn't even need to use Eckler that much. I mean, 18, which is kind of surprising since they're playing Miami, who was atrocious at this time. But then once Melvin came back, but even without Melvin, he had that 15 catch game, 16 targets. I mean, he had 108 targets over the season. Mm. And that's with Melvin coming back towards the end of the season too. Mind you, the Chargers were absolutely horrendous last season. Like they were just – it was just god-awful to watch. They mm. lost so many games by like, what, less than – Well, it's a typical Chargers or, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But Eckler – I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted someone later, later on. I mean, they paid him. That's the difference. If they did pay him. He could handle it. I think he could definitely handle the load, but I also think that they want someone, a nice assurance when they got Melvin and also got Eckler. You know what I, I mean? Like when they had I Melvin think, and then. I agree. But I also think it's the Alvin Kamara effect too. I think it's the fact that Kamara doesn't need 17, 18 carries. He needs 12 carries and seven receptions. He needs and the he, opportunities, though, his plays, because so that's right. I mean, but yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is that Austin Eckler makes the most of his opportunities. He's an efficient player. He's an efficient running back where he doesn't need, you know, he doesn't need 27 touches in a game to, to be worth his fantasy value. Same as Kamara. Kamara can't exist by himself. He needs somebody like Mark Ingram. He needs somebody like Latavius Murray. I do think, you know what I mean? Like, it's, they're not a, a true bell cow back in a way, but at the same time, they're still one of the most effective players in the NFL. Efficient. You know. So anyway, that's the top five running backs. Uh, wide receivers, really no surprises. Surprised. I mean, we all we all saw going into the year that Chris Godwin was going to have a breakout year. Um, maybe number two wasn't an expectation for a lot of people, but top definitely eight. top ten. Top eight. Yeah. Top eight. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas one. Chris Godwin two. Julio three. Cooper Cup coming back off the injury at four, and then DeAndre at five. Yeah. Literally no surprises. Uh, Cup, I really see a lot. You know, I still don't understand why people aren't drafting Cup in the first three rounds, but uh, whatever. Uh, now, now they have to because there's no more Brandon Cooks. But oh, we will. Yeah, we will talk about that later on as well. Um, but yeah, I just I that's not, not a surprise to me at all. Uh, the top five at the wide receiver position, and then lastly, the tight end position. Uh, Travis Kelsey at number one, Kittle at two. Once again, no surprises there. Uh, number four was Zach Ertz. Again, no surprise. Ertz did see a lot of a pretty big downturn in terms of receptions and targets from the but year before because but he, he still finished four, but he's still not yeah. he's not yeah. that guy anymore. I mean Dallas Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard is that, Dallas but Goddard. also the fact that but Phillies also doesn't have a ton of weapons. If Philly doesn't go out in the draft and and trade up to get a top tier wide receiver, which I believe they should, um, then I think that Ertz and Goddard are the number one and two for the most part. Um, I mean Alshon's still obviously Alshon, but but eh, yeah, Deshaun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then number three, Darren Waller. A nice, nice surprise. Um, some people were high on him coming against the year, but not I was my breakout guy. Yeah. yeah, great, uh, great pick by some who got him either in like the last round or like undrafted in some leagues. And then my favorite tight end, uh, Mark Andrews, who I had a lot of hope in going into the year. The hype was real. Yeah, I loved Mark Andrews, real. and uh, he is one of the becoming one of the favorite targets, if not the favorite target, for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Oh, he, he had to be because no other yeah. wide receiver was stepping up. Marquise Brown started off with, what, two games? Rookie, and then, rookie wide receiver, yeah. But, and then nothing. It, 
it's great to have a, you know, a reliant tight end and that's what Mark Andrews is. And now Mark Andrews has even more value to me because without Hayden Hurst, without Hayden Hurst, which we'll get to as well, because that's going to be an interesting one as well. Yep. So let's move on. Free agency frenzy. Uh, we'll talk about some, some important signings. We'll talk about some, some trades uh, that took place that impacted the fantasy community. And a lot, a lot of interesting ones too. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of befuddled as to what happened, you know, a lot of quarterback. This might've been the biggest free agency class of quarterbacks yeah. I've ever seen. Start us off with a pretty, a pretty simple one. I believe. I mean, right? was, yeah. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill staying in Tennessee is the right move. Yes. I mean, we had heard rumblings of, of Brady. Um, you had heard rumblings of um, who else was sent to potentially go there. Um, well, if the, if the market was there for Bridgewater or for Rivers or things like that, but I think they always had their their sights set on um, on Ryan Tannehill because he fit their system. He did a great job. He's a great game manager for Derrick Henry when they run the ball. You know, they're they're a team that wants to play good defense and run the ball as much as possible. Ryan Tannehill staying in Tennessee, it's good for AJ Brown. It's good for Tennessee Titans. It's good for Derrick Henry. Hopefully, Corey Davis. I don't care about Corey Davis. I, know. <laughs> I don't care. Johnny Smith, that's my guy next year. Yeah, Johnny Smith is the one I'd like. Um, Johnny but Smith, Corey yes. Davis, Corey Davis is one of those people that in my he he has a category of his own. He's gonna have like two or three good games, very good games. Once he gets traded to a different setting, a different team, a different everything, I think he might have a breakout. He might be that you know um, Devontae Parker in Miami, where like all he needed was a new regime, a new, you know, whatever. I know it's the same team, but he needed a new yeah. something to kind of restart his career. Corey Davis needs to find a new place to go because I think he has the talent, which needs to break out. Brady. Ooh, I was just on a, I was just on a call the other day, actually on a zoom um, happy hour for my buddy tracks. It was his birthday. And most of them are Pats fans. And my, I mean, naturally, I feel like this is the biggest question to all Pats fans. Like, are, are you now a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? Because Tom left. And they're like, nah, nah, bro. We're wicked smart. We're still going to be a Patriots fan. It's uh, honestly, I, I really thought he probably should have gone to the Chargers, but he wanted, I feel like he's on the NFC now. I mean, this is a completely different, it's a different league. It's, it's a different style. I feel like, especially this division. I mean, this division is going to be a tough, tough division next season. I cannot wait to watch all of those games, every single matchup. I mean, you got what you got Brady breeze, Matt Ryan, and then Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Good Lord. So Teddy, sorry, you're the odd man out unless Matt Ryan falls flat on his face, which I mean, well, the Falcons, well, I don't think, I don't think Matt Ryan will. I think the Falcons could. I mean, the Falcons, of course, <laughs> but yeah, Matt yeah. Ryan may still they're either going, but, uh, they're either going 14 and two or four, and four, you know, four and 12. Tom Brady, top 15 quarterback this year. Yeah. 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 Honestly, he doesn't, he doesn't need to air it. He's not going to, but I fully, he, I, I fully agree with you with the chargers because that was my destination for him because it made more sense. Like Tampa Bay has two wide receivers who stretch the field. You have a tight end who stretches the field. Guys who could average 15, 17 yards per catch. Tom Brady doesn't have that type of capability anymore. That's why, that's why Los Angeles, the Chargers made more sense is because Keenan Allen is 11.5 yards per reception guy. He doesn't, exactly. Henry. He doesn't go down the field. Like, Mike Williams Austin, doesn't even go deep right. that much. Austin Eckler as a pass catcher. Oh. Like, it made more oh. sense to me. Like oh. Schematically, it made more sense to go to Los Angeles for me. But 
Tampa Bay, they, they automatically become the second best team in the division. I still think the Saints are by far the best team in the division. Um, but he does could make them. You, could better. you imagine? Just think about this for one second. You know, yeah. you the listener as well. Tom Brady throwing to Austin Eckler for an entire season. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! <laughs> like he just perfectly in Los Angeles. Like he could have. He probably could have thrown like uh, 150 passes to him, 150 targets, and he could have caught 145. The, the, the tight end. The tight end he deserves in, in Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Yeah. But I mean, I just Tampa is going to have a lot of a lot of. A lot of weapons. I mean, yeah. Cameron Brake. Cameron Brake could even become a solid tight end too, higher end oh. tight end too, because he loves. We know what happens when Tom has. I know, but the OJ Howard is going to be. We oh, it's gonna we'll be, see. This is this is his so time. But this yeah, is his I, time. I know. I know. It's true. If OJ Howard is going to prove himself and he's going to show, hey, I got this. You know, like, oh, I'm from Bama. Yeah, I could do this. Yeah. Then you know what? This is it. If you cannot perform with Tom Brady throwing to you, you suck. Yep. <laughs> Do I'm it. Sorry, you suck. But honestly, I'm calling it right now. Cameron Brait is going to finish with more fantasy points than OJ Howard. That's completely possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not denying that. Uh, so, so the next we can, yeah, we'll group these two together, I guess. Well, whatever. Philip Rivers signs a one-year deal with the Colts. I think that instantly makes them a better team um that division is kind of up for grabs still i mean i do think tennessee is the best team but honestly if tennessee's finished if they're if they're playing this season like they were at the end of last season they're running away with that division yeah exactly like so i think i think that tennessee is the best team in the division however i think indy definitely helped themselves um by signing philip rivers you have a good young defense you trade for uh DeForest Buckner. Best um, offensive line. You have a great offensive line. You now have Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner, Malik Hooker in the defense. Um, you know, you have T.Y. Hilton, who's still injury prone. However, they still need to build around. They have to build the offense. That's why I think the Colts, um, I, they traded the first round pick for Buckner, but I think they really need to go hard after a top tier. Buckner's a good, Buckner's solid. A great, great. Solid player. player. I mean, he's, the guy's a stud. So that, that yeah, wasn't no, a bad pick. No, worth it. Honestly, I, I actually it's I feel like he's in a similar situation. Actually, you know what? It's it's somewhat, but it's like he doesn't really have like you said, like there's not really a stud. I mean, Keenan Allen, he's a he is your reception guy. He's not a stretch the field. He doesn't go deep. I mean, T. Y. Hilton, maybe they try to make that with him so they could save his longevity. You know, hey T. Y., are you okay with playing like Keenan did? We're gonna average you, you know, eight, nine catches a game. Okay, done. My faith is still in – I know people have lost hope because it's only Jack been you know, one year. No, it's only been one year since oh, he's been drafted. But Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell, ton of talent. Love I loved him last love year. It for I Paris loved Campbell. him last year. Um, I loved him last year, but then he got hurt, and then it kind of just – you know, it's a rookie wide receiver campaign. It happens the best of us. Uh, but I'm hoping he has that type of resurgence that maybe like a DJ Moore had um, in year two. You know what I mean? Like it's possible. Different quarterback. He's got a very, very – very experienced quarterback throwing to him. I mean, who could help him out? I like I like Paris Campbell a lot yeah. this season. Like you said with Ty Hilton, but I yeah. think that honestly, I think, I think, think that Indy, I think that Indy is a they're easily a playoff. I think they definitely are a playoff team with Philip by far. Yeah, I think they they work they work themselves into that. Um, especially now, isn't there two wild card posi- or three wild three wild card positions? I don't know. I haven't looked. I really haven't looked at the new. I one. think it's. All I think I there's, not- there's an extra game. I think there's, I think they're adding an extra wild card spot. So, you know, whatever. Um, the next two quarterbacks, the last two, uh, we'll kind of group together because to me, they're both fantasy irrelevant. 
Um, I think they're one of them is good enough for his team to be, you know, Bridgewater to Carolina is he's, he's the only one that I'm actually like, okay, maybe I I won't draft DJ Moore in like, you know, the fourth round or wherever he's going. (laughs) Oh, I love, no. Oh my God. I love DJ Moore, but I don't know. It's, it's definitely. Yeah. Bridgewater is irrelevant to me in the most, for the most part. Uh, And as is Nick Foles going to Chicago, I think it's an open competition between him and Trubisky. I don't know what the hell's happening there. I don't, I don't, I really don't. I don't don't know what Chicago knows what's going on. Yeah, they don't. It just doesn't, it just doesn't really make sense because you traded up, you traded up and you passed up on who? Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes to get Mitchell Trubisky out of UNC who played one year. And I mean, didn't really have like an outstanding year that like played at UNC. Right, <laughs> UNC. That's that's you're not drafting him playing basketball. That's usually where NBA players. Yeah, you're not drafting. Yeah, so from. yeah, I agree. I mean, so that's the two quarterbacks that are a little bit more irrelevant to me when it comes to the free agent signings um, or trades because I just. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, the running the from now here on, I'll talk about some running backs, some wide receivers, some tight ends. Um, the most important one by far is Todd Gurley getting cut by the Los Angeles Rams and signing with the Atlanta Falcons. Clearly uh, there's something wrong uh, with this guy's leg. I mean, his knee is obviously not this. He's not going to be at a hundred percent. He passed the physical. That's physic- what this tells me. He passed the physical and he has no running back behind him. Who's going to take carries. I love this. <laughs> I, love I don't, this. I don't know. I really don't know. And it's funny that you say that because I, oh. I want to believe that Todd Gurley is going to be running up and down in the Atlanta Superdome and that Mercedes Benz Superdome. But I love the guy, whoever the hell it's going to be. That's right behind him. I, I, I don't think there's going to be anybody behind him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This guy is hurting. Something, Gurley, something's going on. Gurley, Julio, Calvin Ridley. I mean, it's my, oh my, and, uh, and Hayden Hurst. And now add the addition of Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is an underrated one because I think he is a perfect tight end to replace Austin Hooper. I think Hayden Hurst actually has a pretty awesome season. He's going to go under the radar in Atlanta. And I think I am going to have at least 50% shares of him. Which still opens, opens up the door, hopefully, for Todd Gurley. But oh God, Atlanta, Gurley. Atlanta is that team, though, that's going to drive you bananas. They're going to drive you coconuts. Saying coconuts. coconuts. Oh it's coconuts. God. Like it's, you're, you're expecting Devonta Freeman. I mean, he could have, I, I, I still don't understand it. I don't understand it. How Atlanta. Yeah. Coaching. I, I, it shows I, you I that like, coaching is huge. Gurley, when Gurley is healthy, he is the most, I, I love Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is based purely on volume. I think he's a very talented running back, but his is a lot on volume. Todd Gurley is the most talented running back in the NFL. Not him and Saquon Barkley. Let's say they battle it out for most talented. Um, Todd Gurley is extremely, extremely talented, but his health has always been his problem. Until, until it was like when it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like he dominated for a couple, like, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, now it's just like, yeah, done. Yep. Yeah. They cut him. They ate so much dead money for cutting him, but Hey, now it's open competition for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, They also had no first round pick. So congratulations to the Rams. Um, (laughs) The Rams are another team that I don't – I question their decision-making sometimes, um, them and the Houston Texans. I mean, Todd Gurley's going right now at ADP, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. He's Late going third? at the three, 3.06. So, okay, mid-third. So I mid-third. will 
I would pay the three hundred one to get him. I mean, look at it. If you let's say let's say you had the what the the third or fourth pick, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, you take someone like Zeke. <laughs> yeah, if Zeke, I can get Zeke Zeke's, as my number one, Zeke's going at Zeke's going at the second round right now. Are you kidding me? I can't be right. You look at the uh, right things. Yes, I am. Not, <laughs> just non PPR. That's why. But no, it couldn't be non PPR. Zeke is still a top five player no matter what. I don't know. It's got McCaffrey, Saquon, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Dalvin Cook. DeAndre, Devonta. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. A little bit. Um, but yeah, so I I think I like Gurley going into the year. I think it's a good signing for them. He gets to be the potential bell cow back if he can stay healthy, if they utilize him that way. Um, so I think that's a big signing. The one I hated the most was Melvin Gordon to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't I don't you get need it. you need so many other things, I feel like. And Phil, like, what was wrong with Philip Lindsay and Philip and, Lindsay rushed and for and Royce Freeman? Philip Lindsay rushed for a thousand yards in back-to-back years. Royce Freeman is a solid young number two. Number two. Like they form a very good tandem. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I'm. I'm still, uh, yeah, I, I was confused. I'm a, little in, I'm a little in shock. I mean, do you draft? Honestly, I'm not drafting Melvin Gordon. Neither one of them are then worthy of their ADPs because Philip Lindsay, people still have hope in because he's such a talented running back, but they both could have a timeshare, like a complete 50-50 timeshare, and then neither one of them are worth it. Granted, Philip Lindsay's stock is probably going to plummet. Um, but am I going to really want Melvin Gordon, a number, uh, the, the number one running back on a team where he's probably going to get 55% of the carries? With Absolutely no quarterback? Not. Well, I, th- I mean, I, I'm a believer in Drew Locke, personally, but I... I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but still. But I just, I don't, I don't get the signing. I don't enjoy the signing. I think it's a waste of his talents. Melvin Gordon has a ton of talent, and to see him go there made no sense to me, but... Late second round. 209 is what Melvin Gordon... drafted the second round? That is his ADP. That's kind of gross. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know if this ADP for PPR, average draft, 2020, 12 teams. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Are- I'm just looking through this, and there's Kerryon Johnson, Miles Sanders, um, PPR, mind you. These guys are going in front of Austin Eckler. This is – what? How is that possible? James Con- – I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Whatever. Melvin Gordon, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Philip Lindsay's going in the middle of the fifth. Honestly, give me, give me Philip Lindsay. If I'm yeah, drafting, I mean... if I'm taking one of them – I like where at least he's going, but honestly, I could actually see him falling <laughs> further than the fifth round. Oh, yeah, I agree. I could see him I falling agree. to like the seventh, probably seventh round. Yeah. Um, some other notable ones that matter. Amari Cooper staying put in Dallas. I think it's a good sign. Yep. I think he showed his worth in Dallas. I think he's – They needed you know, to. They needed to lock Gallup. up a solid – Him and Gallup are a really good tandem of oh, the wide receiver position. So I think that was, you know, a great pick, a great, I mean, a great signing uh, to keep him there in Dallas. Uh, the one that interests me the most um, oh. going, you know, forward is Emmanuel Sanders ending up in New Orleans. Finally, a number two wide receiver opposite Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, a, a proven winner, a proven winner, a proven top wide receiver. Um, he doesn't really need to be the, the number one. He doesn't need to be the focal point. But in that number two role, he still has the chance to finish top 15. Um, I just I love the signing. I think it's a great landing spot. I, fantasy. I can't believe like he's gonna be like the third. He's literally gonna be the third option. 
Because he's not, he's not washed up. He's not done. He still has it. He still has the talent. And like you said, I cannot wait for Drew Brees to have another weapon that he can rely on. Emmanuel's a good wide receiver. He doesn't drop much. So. His ADP is in the mid-10th right now, which is – Yes, I know. Absurd. I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, oh. I don't know how that's even possible. I'm drafting, I am drafting him. I'm trying to draft him in every single league. Darius Slayton, Sammy Watkins are going in front of him. What? Yeah, Why? I know. Why? First of all, who did these ADPs? McCole Hardman. We yeah, still don't know Sam, this guy's role. This ADP makes no sense on Fantasy Football Calculator because Sam Darnold is before Jared Goff, Drew Brees, Daniel Jones. What? <laughs> what? You know what? We're not really going to use these right now. Maybe let's let's check uh, yeah, I'm not enjoying another this site, but, but anyway. So anyway, Daniel yeah, Sanders is probably yeah. my favorite signing. One of my favorites, absolutely. Yes, this, this offseason. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the Saints, for Drew to actually have – that solid number two. So yeah. buckle, um, buckle up. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a year for New Orleans this year. So three tight ends that landed uh, on new teams. Eric Ebron to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns. And then Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham to the Chicago Bears. Um, I think I, my favorite <laughs> out of all of those is Eric Ebron ending, ending up in Pittsburgh. My think, favorite is none of them. I, I think Eric Ebron landing in Pittsburgh, he's an athletic freak. Um, they have a problem at the top. They, they, they've always had a, you know, since Heath Miller left, they've had a problem at the tight end position for the most part in Pittsburgh. People believe in Vance McDonald. I don't. Um, no, I don't so, at all. I'm, no, no, no. So no, Eric no. Ebron is a physical, you know, he's a, he's a physical specimen. He's, you know, he has his talent when he shows up. Um, so I think that's the best of the bunch. I don't like Hooper to Cleveland personally. No, it doesn't. Um, honestly, it didn't make any sense because what does that say about Njoku? Is he really that good? Njoku is good. But yeah, he's not going to get the opportunity now. I mean, it's just he should be he should be traded. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, you have you. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and you have a quarterback who's been ineffective at, at, at even using those weapons. So what? And it's a brand work? new. And it's yes, yes, it is a new coach. And it's a brand new scheme. But it's also yeah, like it's. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that that one. Ooh. That's another Chicago Bears great decision. Whoop de doo. They made some really weird decisions this offseason. The Bears trading for Nick Foles, uh, signing Jimmy Graham, cutting Leonard Floyd. Uh, just a weird offseason for them. And we're going to talk about another team that had a weird offseason in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Not a weird one, an absolutely abysmal <laughs> offseason oh, yeah. so far. And it just got uh, even better. <laughs> the, la- the, last, the last signing or stay, staying put – um, that matters is yes. Kenyon Drake staying put in Arizona. He signs the transition tag, right? I think. Um, I don't he stays, know. He's yeah, staying I there. I like um, it. I think they're going to utilize his services. He his last few weeks of the season were incredible. Once he ended up in Arizona, um, I think he is going to stay for the foreseeable future, and I think they utilize him correctly. So I think Kenyon Drake will be a top twelve back for the most part um, going into the year. In my opinion, at least. I think he should be, at least. Yeah, um, this, this ADP has him going at 5.1, so... Which is stupid. That makes absolutely no sense. I think he ends up in the third round. It was just... It was honestly... It was just a matter of time before he... It, like Marshawn Lynch. I mean, in Buffalo, you know, like he was okay. But then when he went to Seattle, absolutely dominated. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Needs to get out of Miami. It's a different scheme, different... and They need to 
help you out. And look at, I mean, Kenyon Drake absolutely dominated. The guy had like 600 rushing yards in like four games for Arizona. So uh, give, give me Kenyon Drake this year. I've always been a believer, but I wasn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't really jump on it when he got traded to Arizona, which I'm a little upset at myself. I'd some people have some really weird running back rankings. Like I'm on football diehards, which I respect. I mean, I respect football diehards. I, you know, Bob Harris, I, I think they're good at what they do, but some of these are just Justin, weird. my man over there. Um, yeah. Like some of these are just odd. Like you have, he has Austin, they have Austin Eckler as running back 20. They have Kenyon Drake as running back 25. But they have Leonard Fournette as running back six. I don't, I don't understand. Is that I don't, I don't get it. Carry on Johnson at running back seventeen, based on the zero he has proven um, in staying He's... healthy. Melvin Gordon at running back twelve. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. People have their own. Hey, I get it. People have their own opinions, but I just, I don't get it. All right, personally, but whatever. I, uh, I digress. So then the trades, uh, the trades, some great Still trades. trades. Some great trades that took place. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, like, uh, mm. This may be probably the worst trade I have ever seen. Ever. 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 In yeah. ever. In, in, in ever. Ever. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson and a fourth? I mean, you got to think a two-armed man would have at least, you know, a one-armed man would have at least went for yeah, it. Not, not, not a chance. And Bucky LaGrange misses the they, ball yet what again. They, what are they doing with a no-armed man? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of guys in the minors. <laughs> uh, at least a one-armed man would have a chance. Oh God, what a great You know, guy. and he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever. In ever, Johnny. So wow. that was a, a lovely reference to Family Guy, Bucky LaGrange, the no-armed second baseman. Um, you yes. should probably YouTube that. It Great. is hysterical. Phenomenal. It's but one of the funniest ever. This is just like Houston right now, you know, with no arms and kind of just going out there. And flailing. <laughs> just flailing their arms. They're flailing their body. No, their legs with no arms. They're, it's just they, it's... Houston has had one of the worst offseason – or first, let's say year. You traded like two first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil. But you still haven't locked up to a long-term Who contract. Who still <laughs> is – I don't – I mean, he's, the guy's still not – He's, he's a talented. He's a talented tackle. He's good. He's still young. He's, you know, he likes to smoke out of gas masks. You know. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, whatever. To each his own. I mean, I. He. He's. He. The. The Texans then proceeded to trade DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> well, no, no, they, no. They traded. They traded. The running back. They trade, or they traded for Duke Johnson. Oh right, that was last. Right, you're right. I forgot. Oh, that but one. that was yeah, yeah. They traded. They traded for Duke Johnson and proceeded to not use him. Um, so Laramie Tunsil, two first-round picks. They traded for Duke Johnson. Um, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. They for landed Kenny David Stills. Johnson. David well, Girardi, Kenny they, Stills. Kenny Stills was part of the Laramie. Right. Yeah. yeah. They they landed David Johnson. I'm, am I missing something? You have no first-round picks. Uh, you have now no second-round pick because you traded it for Brandon Cooks. So am I missing so, something? Because so you got you, so what are you doing? All the all that they did was get worse. They traded all of their assets to get worse. So DeAndre, get DeAndre Hopkins, one of the most talented. You could even say the argument that he is the best wide receiver in the game right the now. The most he is the most talented. Him and Julio are in that competition. But I mean, yeah. and and Michael Thomas. These like DeAndre. It's just I'm still. It doesn't make any sense. And then it's going to make even. No, like less, less sense 
when we talk about the next trade that just happened in the NFL as well. Um, but Arizona, good for you because you really didn't give up much, David Johnson. You didn't even need him, so that was pretty much extra baggage. Yeah. Later, yeah, we you got, got Kenyon Drake. We got uh, Chase Edmonds. Right. You didn't need David Johnson. You got Kenyon Drake and and Chase Edmonds, and then proceeded to trade a useless to you running back in David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. And what was and the what was the pick? They they traded a pick fourth, as well, fourth round pick maybe. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh I know. my god. DeAndre Hopkins is worth like three first round picks. <laughs> I, I, I would trade like my first, my first, the yeah. next year, my second, like. That's what happens when you, have a head coach, when you have a head coach who's the GM and you give him all the power in the world and he's not good at what he does. That's, but this is atrocious. This is bad. I would have it's, fired him. Yeah. Well, there's no one to fire him. There's no owner. Well, there's no GM. Basically, well, there's just, an owner, but it's, it's in flux. There's no exactly. GM. He is the GM. He is the head coach. Like he can do whatever he wants and he's destroying the team. So David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, part of the same trade. Um, and then we'll just touch on the one that's included in that in some way is that Brandon Cooks got traded to the Houston Texans to be their number one. one. I mean, Brandon Cooks is a number one. I'm not debating that. I think Brandon Cooks is extremely talented. He just cannot stay healthy. Um, but that Brandon Cooks is awful. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is a very talented wide receiver. I mean, everywhere he's gone, he's been to New England, he's been to New Orleans, he's been uh, to the Rams, now he's been to um, the Texans, and he's a talented wide receiver. That much is definitely known. So I think that's great, but they proceeded to trade a second round pick to get him in a fourth. I don't. So now they have no first round pick, they have no second round pick. So they got um, no picks. The offensive line is still pretty bad. bad. Yeah. You got David Johnson. Who I still like, could, who could. could could still could still do it. We don't we don't know. You still have you still have Duke Johnson, I believe, or no? Yeah. yeah. Even if they have, doesn't matter. Yeah. Compliment back. Tight ends, okay, maybe. You have Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, and Brandon Cooks as your wide receivers, and Will Fuller. You and have Will a, Fuller who plays two games a year because the guy you have a right. You have a number one wide receiver, in my opinion, as you know, maybe that fourteen, you know. I think he's a, a, a an NFL wide receiver number one. So I think he's fantasy at this point. I don't know, but you have Brandon Cooks. Then you have a complement of like number threes in Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb. So, but Deshaun Watson's so talented that it doesn't matter, I guess. But it's unfair. It's unfair to him, and it's we'll, unfair to Texans fans. We'll see, and we'll go on to the next trade. That probably my favorite one. Oh God. There wasn't too many trades, but this is by far my favorite one, with, yeah. which is Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. I mean, they gave up a little bit for him. A first-rounder. Mm-hmm. What he was worth. Why isn't DeAndre worth that? Hey, Houston. Stephon, yeah, Stephon Diggs is uh, – and that happened up. after – it happened after the fact, too. Yes. So, Stephon – yeah, Stephon Diggs ends up in Buffalo. He becomes their de facto number one. Uh, now imagine the blazing speed that Josh Allen is going to have to miss – uh, on Sundays when he's throwing John Brown and um, Stephon Diggs. And he still has Cole Beasley. My God. And Dawson I, Knox, is, I think, going to take a step forward. And the Bills are – Isaiah McKenzie, too. I like that guy, like, just throwing him in there. The guy's oh, yep. so quick. Devin Singletary, oh, my God, I can't wait for Buffalo. And they already I, have a stout, stout defense. I think the Bills are sneakily probably the number two team in the AFC. That's what I'm I predict, yeah. I'm predicting that. They are, they're going to think Baltimore. They're going to get this number two seed. I think it's Baltimore and Buffalo are the two best teams. And I think Buffalo yep. is great coaching. 
You have a good management team there. You have Josh Allen, who still needs to develop into a passer, but a better he passer. Is, but he's still he's still a good quarterback, though. Yeah, he's a good fa- he's a better fantasy quarterback than he is real quarterback, I think, um, because of the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns. But if he becomes more of a game manager and runs when he needs to, and you know limits the the turnovers, I think he's I think Buffalo really could battle Baltimore for that number one spot. Stephon Diggs <laughs> yeah. is going to finish as the top twelve. I would say maybe even top ten. I hope so. I really, really hope so. I mean, look what he did when Adam Thielen was out. Yeah, I agree. He I, had some monstrous games, so he could, he can clearly handle it. And I feel like Buffalo is going to figure out a way for Josh Allen, for him to be the number one, but also still have John Brown and Cole Beasley still involved. So that's Stephon Diggs. I think like, John Brown will be in more involved, but I think Cole Beasley role could shrink a little bit um, because Cole Beasley had a great – you know, for what he was given last year, he had a really good season. Oh, he had a very efficient, yes, very oh, – But yeah. I don't think – I think I think they're going to utilize Dawson Knox a lot. I think they're going to utilize Devin Singletary a lot. So I think Beasley could be pushed to the side there. But, hey, Buffalo is still a good team. My, my, uh, my pivot off of that is I might be in the unpopular opinion here, but when my rankings come out this year, preliminary, Adam Thielen's going to be in my top eight. <laughs> I mean – I mean oh. – Adam Thielen is going to be in my top eight. There's no way around it. I think Kirk we Cousins. Can, we can talk about that at a later at a later uh, date. I know it's bold and it's brash, but it's, I'm going to have to sleep on that one. Yeah, it's going to happen. In mine, so, so is everyone else that's listening. Yeah, I know it's going to happen. Uh, last one to talk about. We kind of mentioned it. Is Hayden Hurst to Atlanta, which I particularly like a lot. Um, I think it's a nice fit in that Atlanta offense. I think he was kind of overshadowed. So many tight ends, so many weapons, uh, so many offensive pieces in Baltimore. Another one drafted in the first round. Yeah, he was drafted in the first round for a reason. You ever watch his game tape? He's very talented. He is. He is. He's elusive. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's got yeah. big hands. Like he's. Yeah. And and I think what the point one of the points that I actually did want to make is that, I mean, he's going to be playing with Julio and Calvin. Like you have those two guys on the outside, it's going to open up some opportunities for you. Yeah, and Matt Ryan, Ryan used, Austin Hooper. Yeah, he used him a lot last year. And Matt Ryan, he likes to distribute the ball, especially if he can't throw it to his receiving running back, which well, did not really happen that much. Gurley is a great receiving running back. Well, so, I'm just saying, no, but like, yeah. we, we don't know what's going to happen with that back. Yeah. So. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a nice complimentary tight end, too, this year. Top 10? And, Top 10, you think? Uh, no, I'm going to say like 15. Okay. Um, but I think he, he'll be my second tight end I draft, but I will have full faith and confidence in starting him. Like 60, like 60 catches, you think? Uh, I'm going to go with that like 52 to 55 range. All right, maybe. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. 600 yards, like maybe like Austin, six touchdowns. Yeah, Austin Hooper was on pace before he got hurt last year for quite a nice – He would have finished – I think so. he would have finished the second, maybe even the first tight end. Like he was dominating. Yeah, he would have He would have been number one. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, it would have been tough for him to keep it up, but he was absolutely destroying it. Yeah. Well, so that's it. I mean, that's it for the recap of the 2019 season in terms of awards and finishes and uh, the fantasy season. We recapped some free agency. We recapped uh, some trades. And now I'm excited to kind of just get started in the 2020 season, talking about some rookies, talking about some NFL drafts, uh, divisions. It's going to be, we're going to have our rankings out there within the next, however, you know, how a month or so um, I am currently working on mine there in flux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I have I have probably statted out maybe like seventy five percent of my rankings. So I'm oh, oh snack, fully on my oh snack. Yeah. 
I am fully on my way to it and uh, I'm excited. But um, we're looking forward to getting, you know, getting back out there, getting started. It's going to be a great 2020 season. And that was the honestly, most I've talked about sports in the past. Honestly, it's just, I'm just excited to be talking about it again, given what's going on, like we said. And, you know, it's always nice to have a distraction listening to a nice podcast or listening to someone else talk about something that's not coronavirus or, you know, problems in the world. So we are looking forward to pushing out more episodes to you guys. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam on most podcast platforms, including uh, iTunes and iHeartRadio. This is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Thank you.